just so you can have a visual of this episode of The Upside, Callie and I are in a hotel room. Neither of us are wearing pants. <laughs> We've spent the past 10 minutes trying to uh, locate anything in this room that would make noise to make it stop making noise. We've both had a glass and a half of wine and we're mentally fried. So this should be an interesting episode of The Upside. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for Delta Airlines. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Donna Dollar. As you probably know, we are currently in Syracuse and we are here because my mother unexpectedly died on Monday morning and we're here helping my dad navigate all of that and then for her services on Friday. So that being said, this is not going to be a emotional Donna Dollar tribute Details of what happened, emotional, I'm just all emotioned out. This is just going to be um, just an episode. Like, we're going to talk about what the past 24, how many hours has it been? 24, Yeah, 36? it's been like tw- just over 24 hours that we've we're, been here. So we're going to talk about the past couple of days, but um, I... And I think Callie, but I am just so fried and I've gotten so many messages, like an overwhelming number of messages that if I'm being totally honest, I don't think I would ever be able to read them all. Yeah. Like I'm trying, um, but it's just, it's been so overwhelming and I've seen the messages from, from y'all saying, why are you even doing a show? You don't have to do a show. Enjoy this time with your family. And for all I've ever done in my adult life is shows like first on the radio, now this podcast, and it is almost cathartic to me because when I get to do a show, I kind of get to look at my own life from like another perspective, Mm -hmm. I guess. And it just, it's, it, I like it. So you don't have to listen if it makes you feel weird, uh, but uh, I'm doing it. So, you know what I thought was really cool about the past couple of days? I've seen it in the Facebook group and I just, my heart was bursting. And I said this to Jeff earlier and I could see him welling up a little bit. And I said, I have seen so many people say on our Facebook group, I'm going back to listen to old episodes because I want their numbers to be the same. And I want, you know, we just doubled the upside. Like we have to keep the numbers the same. And that is seriously one of the sweetest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Y'all are are the best. And when I say that, I don't think I would be able to read every message. Um, I'm just saying because they're coming at me from every direction and it is truly overwhelmingly completely felt like there were times over the past day or day and a half or two days, however long it's been when I would be 
like one particular case is I was at the funeral home and and I went first by myself and just met with the funeral director and he his computer locked up and he had to go get somebody to help him and while he was away I just started scrolling through either the Facebook group or Instagram and I just mm-hmm. started to see all of these messages and I could feel the energy shift you mm-hmm. know so two things one thank you thank you thank you and two it, don't ever discount the power of a good word you know what i mean yeah. and good vibes now that being said let me tell you what we have to collectively come up with as a group this community needs to solve a problem and that problem is when somebody dies the standard super nice super sweet line is let me know if i can do anything for you and every neighbor of my dad's has come to his front door and said that people have it's over well, and your dad is someone too that's not gonna pick up the phone and be like hey let me tell you what i need right. like he's just not yeah that's it's just hard in this like in this place to be like oh i would think to ask for help or you know what i mean i, I think the most helpful things over the past like 24 hours have been people that show up at your dad's house and just do something but here's the thing when you say that sentence to somebody who just lost someone close to them as if you were fortunate enough to have not had that happen to you yet your first thought, no matter how kind-hearted you are, when somebody says, let me know what I can do for you, your first thought is, the only thing anyone can do for me is bring back my mom. Yeah. Or bring back my wife. Mm-hmm. And that's not possible. So that makes it, that makes that sentence well-intentioned but really pointless and so we as a community i think need to come up with and i don't know what it is we need to come up with with the phrase that you say to somebody who has just lost their soulmate you know yeah because it's 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 incomprehensible like this my, my parents and if you've listened to me on the radio for for any amount of time or, or listen to this show, my parents were married in 1972. And uh, in 1986, my mom suffered a ruptured brain aneurysm and then a massive stroke and, and became a completely different person post injury mm-hmm. than pre brain injury. And my dad has been such is his love for her is heroic. It's I mean, it is unlike anything I've ever seen. It's absolutely amazing. I think sometimes like I know all of our marriage vows are like serious. But when we think about vows, I mean, this guy wakes up and puts her first every single day in the sickness that she had never wavered her true partner literally every single step of the way. So when you hear the phrase, you know, in sickness and in health, like it's, it, it, it is him. And And it's like in sickness for, you know, 38 years. Yeah. So, so she has been, 
uh, he has been at her side and she has been at his side for, I mean, unless one of them was in the hospital, they have not spent a night apart. And if they were in the hospital, yeah, my mom has had a couple of surgeries since then. And, and she was in the emergency room was last year, the year before. So even then my dad's at the hospital until the very last until she goes to sleep until she goes to sleep or until they kick him out. And then the next day he's there, you know, the minute he can be. Mm -hmm. And, and so other than the night's, they have not spent a night apart. Like he doesn't know an existence without her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the phrases or what, what the word is, but, but, or how to bring comfort to that. But that being there, like stopping by, that all means so much. I just, I know it's well-intentioned, but I just feel bitter about that sentence right now. Yeah. Which let I me, think is understandable. And I don't really think what I can do for you. Like, I yeah. don't really think there's anything you can say. I mean, I don't even think I've said any condolence words to your dad yet. We hugged and we all cried when we got here. And um, there just doesn't seem to be any work. I mean, there just doesn't. I can't come up with anything. So, um, yeah. So, so that being said, uh, my, it's been so awesome watching my dad's community come to support him. So, um, I don't, I don't want to go into a, a ton of details. Cause like I said, I don't want to go down an emotional road. I just wrote, I just need a break from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you that I got the, the message from him early, uh, not early, but mid morning on Monday and, we had a brief text exchange and I, I was trying to figure out how serious, you know, it was because I he said she was in the hospital. And and so I said, where are you? Should I call you? Are you there with her? What's the and I couldn't get in touch with him. And then I actually got a call from a social worker at the hospital and she brought me up to speed on how serious it was. So I start, you know, trying to, to find plane flights. And that's why I said I was grateful for Delta. I'm also grateful for living in Atlanta where everything is a direct flight Yes, on Delta, um, except for Syracuse. I swear, listen to me. I've never, ever not been able to get a flight into Syracuse because they're sold out. Sometimes I fly into Rochester because it's less expensive. Until this week. Until this week. Every flight into Syracuse on Monday was sold out. So I don't know what the big convention is here, but (laughs) great. So, uh, so I booked the first flight for Callie and I to, to get up to, to Syracuse and unfortunately heard that my mom had passed shortly after that first phone call. So I called our neighbor who, her name is Joan and she is best friend. She was best friends with my mom and she's been best friends with my dad for so many years. She like introduced Jeff's parents. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I said, can you just go be with him so he's not alone? And she said, absolutely. And and found him at the hospital and sat with him until I got there at eight o'clock at night, until we got there. So just amazing. And then her his neighbor across the street was there. So I, I don't know, I'm rambling, but it, I guess the point of that is community is awesome. It's like just being amazing. there, being there meant more than 
they just showed up. And it was funny because actually at one point, um, Jim, Jeff's dad, was like joking. He's like, Jeffrey, they won't leave. <laughs> right. And they're like, nope, we are not leaving until your son sets foot in this house. We're not going to do it. Sorry. <laughs> it's such a weird thing, too, because I like... I'm such an advocate for alone time. Mm -hmm. I grew up as an only child and there are times where I just need to be by myself in order to like reset my brain. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and so they were with my dad all day Monday until Callie and I got to Syracuse. Then Callie and I were with him until like 10 or 11 at night. And I didn't know if I should stay like at my parents' house and like sleep on the couch or sleep in my old room just to be there because part of me said, yes, be there for him. The other part of me said, if the roles were reversed, I would want a few hours just to be alone with my thoughts about my Right, because he literally hasn't lost. been alone since it happened. So, so we came. So Callie and I came came to a hotel and um, and he, he spent the the night alone, and then we were there first thing this morning. So, uh, I forgot the point of that. Think no, community and just your dad, and yeah. you were just talking. It's yeah. okay. Well, if you want to switch to a lighter topic, yeah, I am failing in many ways. In upstate New York. I am like a sore thumb here. I did. I will say I, I will give myself a little pat on the back because I did bring appropriate shoe wear last time. Last time she had to buy boots. <laughs> I had to buy we, snow we, boots. We had to go to the mall and she had to buy boots. Like snow boots because, you know, Southern girls, we do like things like Uggs and then you get to the, you know, we're in upstate New York right now and they don't mess around with snow and snow and slush and rain and like all of this stuff. It's Southern people are not equipped for this. No. And um, so that's the first thing. But I did manage to grab my snow boots, so I feel a little bit prepared for that. Um, I also saw Jeff like be like, please stop talking because people love to talk about the weather up here. And I don't know if it's like, I, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just like a common thing. It's, because, it's because unlike... Like, like the South, oh, I was going to say unlike the South, but that's not the case. The weather here can go from fine to dangerous in like 10 minutes. Literally. So, 10 minutes. so if you're inside and I know exactly what Callie's talking about, we were, we, we, we had a bit long day today and we had to do all the funeral home stuff and we were with my dad all day. And so we left and I said, let's just go get a pizza somewhere. Good Syracuse upstate New York pizza and eat it in the lobby of the hotel at the bar, have some drinks. And she said, okay. And so we went to this pizza place and our order wasn't ready yet. Like I called it in. And so the woman's like making small talk with me and she doesn't know anything about me. Right. So she's like, oh, is it still raining out there? And I said, 
yeah, it's a little icy. And Jeff looked at me like, oh my God, please stop talking. And I turned around. I was like, I'm not qualified to talk to her, am I? And Jeff was like, no, please don't talk to anyone here about the weather. Like you don't know. Because if you say that it's icy, because then I heard her turn around and say, oh, hey, to her, whoever her delivery person was, hey, it's getting icy out. Be careful. I don't even know if you heard that. So she said that to the guy who was off to the side. And, and icy I- to me means it's raining it's rain that's turning into little pellets of ice. And that's not. That's that, what it means in Atlanta. Yeah, that's not what it means in Syracuse. <laughs> like there's no ice. I drove. I had to get on the highway for a couple exits to get the pizza and you're at speed. Like there's no froze. They're not frozen. It's fine. I also. So and here's the thing. If you have not been to Canada or upstate New York or like Minnesota, like you don't. It's very different. <laughs> Weather is just, a totally Kelly just lumped in Syracuse with the Arctic Circle. But Canada. that's what it is. Well, Canada's like not that far away. It's I like know. a jump. Like we're we're close to the border ish and um, all the weather is very similar. So there's all these like weather terms that I don't know weather things. I mean, the first time I came out here, I was like, Oh, we got our rental car. And I'm like, Oh, Jeff, somebody left something in the car. And he was like, um, I love you, but that's a snow brush. They come in every rental car. And I'm like, I literally don't even know what a snow brush is. Right. I still don't. I don't understand it. I know it's something for helping your car, and getting ice off no, or snow it's, off? I don't it's know. for helping you. What? Okay, it's snowing right now, <laughs> okay? And it's and the snow is sticking, which means it's cold enough that the snow is starting to stick. Okay. Our car is on the street. Right. So what's going to happen if we get three inches of snow tonight? What's going what's to be on the windshield of our snow. car? How do we get the snow off the windshield of our car? Well, in Atlanta, I would just turn the defroster on all the way and use my windshield wipers. Do you have any idea how long it would take to defrost three inches of snow? (laughs) And if there was that much snow on your windshield and you turn your defroster on, all you're going to do is pack the lower layer into ice and then your wipers won't work anyways. these are Southern things that that I just don't understand. Here's the other thing I don't understand. We're talking to Jeff's dad and he was telling me like we've been sharing a lot of stories and stuff like that. And I was saying that I get really excited um, like winter in Syracuse kind of like excites me. It does not excite Jeff, but they have frozen lakes up here. And I don't, here's here in Atlanta. If you talk about a frozen, a frozen, anything, it's like frozen for like half an inch on the top. And the minute you step on it, it all cracks and you fall in and it's like bad sitch. And Jeff was telling me, and Jim was telling me that people literally drive trucks onto frozen lakes. Like that's how frozen they are. And we'll like cut circles in the like cut a hole in the lake and fish it's called ice fishing yeah and it just boggles my mind like i can't imagine even seeing a truck on a lake and right and they and you can also light a fire on the ice like you can't people will camp they'll put tents up i don't under how i don't even know how you could light how you could have a fire on ice like that doesn't even make sense because the ice is so thick and the heat from a fire rises so the top layer will melt a little bit but unless the fire is going for hours and hours and hours it won't burn through i have no i literally i mean i this sounds silly if you're from somewhere like at the top half of the country but this is something that i'm from atlanta i've lived there basically my whole life and I just don't know how to do any of this weather stuff, nor apparently am I allowed to talk about it because I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, we have to say, or I, I want to say something about the uh, propositi needs and the foster kid needs that were, were met um, on Tuesday, yesterday? Yesterday, what? yeah. Yeah, okay. So I want to say something about those. Um, but for, uh, in just a, a second, but first, I 
the people who said listen to old episodes and all that, you guys are awesome. Like your support for us is is ridiculous. Honestly, the the best thing that you can do for us year round, you know, no, no matter what episode, is just support our advertisers and don't go buying socks if you don't need socks. But if you do need socks, like buy them from Bombas and use our code because then people keep advertising with us and and that's. And then we get to keep doing this yeah. forever and ever. And that that's that's how we stay alive. So um, with that being said, just a quick thank you to the supporters of the show this week. Bombas is one of them, the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. And Bombas helps out the homeless shelters by giving a pair of socks to someone in need for every pair that is purchased. And I'll tell you something that I love about Bombas. You know how uh, most socks have that annoying toe seam ridge yes. thing okay that always gets sideways yes bombas has gotten rid of it so they're totally smooth yes. across the top of your foot uh and if you are looking for somebody who is is impossible to shop for give them some life-changing bomba socks or get some for yourself know that you will get 20 percent off your first purchase using the code upside so go to bombas.com upside get 25 percent off your first purchase and know that for every pair of socks you purchase they are giving a pair away to someone in need bombas.com upside when it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding literally owns it. American made in their very own state-of-the-art factory in Arizona, where they build a mattress just for you. Two brothers, John and Rob Merwin, started out 25 years ago in Phoenix, learning everything there is to know about building a quality sleep solution. When John's wife, Kristen, encouraged him to expand nationwide, he took a calculated risk, pioneering the bed in a box and shipping his first mattress online in 2008. Today, every mattress they sell is handcrafted on demand and delivered directly to your door. Why are they called Brooklyn Bedding when they're based in Phoenix? The company is actually named after their second child. As a family-owned company, they always take your sleep experience personally. Every mattress comes with a 120-night free trial and a 10-year warranty. As one of our loyal listeners, you get 25% off site-wide. That includes all mattresses and sleep accessories. Use promo code UPSIDE25, and that will include free shipping. Shop brooklynbedding.com to get your best sleep out of ever at a factory direct price. Uh, I Okay, first of all, the propositi thing. We loaded the app. So last week, y'all filled like 300 and something needs for kids, foster kids, in eight minutes, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, like insanity. So we spent the last week reloading the app and we had how many more kids? I think we had 30. We had 30 more this week. We had 60 kids last week and each kid had like six needs. So we needed to get almost 200 needs filled again this Tuesday. And I don't remember the timing, but I know that at two o'clock is when the app notification went out. And it was within the hour that Callie just announced, just said, and hey. And here's the thing, like we had plans to like promote that really heavily and get on our social and like remind everyone that that was going to happen. And then, you know, this week kind of went up like it's just been crazy. So we didn't get a chance to do that. And T-Bird was like, no, we got it. Upsiders got it. We're going to run with it. Um, so thank you, T-Bird, for doing that and, and to Katie for promoting it today. And um, it's just it's the coolest thing. So we filled it. So we filled it. It's so, done so, again. So 90 foster kids are going to have a really great 
Christmas because of you. And I, I, I know that there's, uh, you know, a million different causes and a million different needs and a million people who need help. And it would be wonderful to be able to help them all. And our goal, truly, our goal is to every year become bigger and stronger and more powerful as a community so that we truly can take care of every need that 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 someone has or take care of as many as here's possible. The, here's the thing that I love about that. I feel like it's a really nice reminder whether you were able to give or whether you did or you didn't or whatever. People hear that. People, everyone from the people putting it together through friends that you may have told to upsiders in the community, everyone hears that. And I think it, at least for me, gives me such an amazing sense of community and just that feeling of like, wow, that's what community is about. It's almost like faith and community. You know what I mean? Like you get this sense of like, and and a lot of times we don't get that unless there's a national tragedy or whatever. And I think it's just such a beautiful reminder and it really lights up my heart. I know that sounds really cheesy, but it really lights up my heart and reminds me what community is about. And I think that is a ripple effect that impacts everybody in the course of their day to think, wow, that's what community is like. That's how we treat each other. That's how we take care of each other. I, um, I had the most heartbreaking thing about right now because i i feel like i'm for the most part in kind of a autopilot mode yeah because i just want to take care of my dad and i'm in uh you know an only child uh, raised as an only child i do have a half brother named dave that you hear me mention every now and again but we didn't grow up together and i am my mother's only son and so it, it's growing up, it was dad and it was mom and it was me. And as I explained just a little while ago, like they are like, they're the team, like the two of them were the team. And so I feel like I've been in autopilot, mm-hmm. just trying to take care of it. You're trying to take care of, of, of him and what the, what gets me emotional when right now is when I see him, I can see his face when he sees something that is now different forever because my mom is gone. Yeah. He said, he said some stuff today that see, I knew I wouldn't be able to get through it without being emotional, but, um, one of the first things he said to Callie and I this morning when we got over there uh, is I said, how are you doing? How'd you sleep? And he said, I think I slept okay. But this morning I folded my own pajamas for the first time. And I have no idea how many years like that. Like normally he would get up, mm-hmm. go into the bathroom, you know, brush his teeth, whatever his routine is. And then come back and probably toss his pajamas on the end of the bed, get dressed. And then my mom would make the bed and fold the pajamas. Yeah. And for the first time in, right, forever, he had to fold his own pajamas. And so, like, when I see the look on his face where he recognizes 
something is going to be different forever. Like, I don't know how you do that. I mean, it's, you know, like she was his world. And so I don't know how, I just can't imagine, like, I sit in their living room and look around and see a living room and I see knickknacks and I see stuff. There's a clock. Mm -hmm. There's another example. There's a clock in the corner that chimes every hour that my dad got for 25 years at his company. Mm -hmm. And... It just, it's there and you hear it ticking and you hear it chiming at the top of the hour. And one time it chimed and my dad said, you know, you only need to wind that clock once a week, but your mother would wind it and set it and check the time on it every single day. So every time he hears that chime, that's what he thinks of. Right. Like, how do you do that? You know? And then the other thing that he said today that was like so... We were just talking about the funeral, and I was going to go meet with the funeral funeral director. So I wanted to. My dad didn't think he was was strong enough to do it, so I said, "I'll take care of it for you." And I, I would go meet with the funeral director, but I wanted to go over, make sure I was you know honoring my dad's wishes. Mm-hmm. And he had said something about just a simple service and then like a graveside ceremony. Yeah. And so when I repeated that to him, he stopped me and he said, no graveside. And I said, okay, why not? And my mom is being cremated. And he said, because I haven't left her alone in 30 something, 40 years, however long it's been. I'm not going to leave her alone now. Like... That was, um, I've thought about that a lot today. Yeah. I did too. That one's stung. So, uh, yeah. So. He really is amazing. Oh my God. I mean, it, I, I hope that at some point we can adequately describe the level of things that the way that he treated your mom. And I don't know what you guys went through when you were a kid and the aneurysm and the stroke first happened, but the way that he treated her every single day is like, I think some people, their spouse would get sick and they would treat them differently or treat them like someone that was sick. And he waited, he woke up every single day and treated her like his wife that he was so in love with and his partner and his like, and you know what I mean? Like whatever the new, the new thing in her brain was like the new reality of their living together. He just went for it. He's like, okay, that's just the way it is now. Mm -hmm. And things are different, but that's just the way they are. And it's her. And here's what makes her happy. And here's what, and he just ran with that. And I don't know many people that could do that. And it's just a really amazing, beautiful thing. The way, the life that he led with her. I think, um, I struggle with, 
my inability to recognize sometimes the I struggle sometimes with the inability to recognize the severity of a situation mm -hmm. that I'm in like because I I don't know I just it was the way when my mom got sick we just put our heads down and went to work and we got through it like we took care of her and my grandmothers came and stayed with us and took turns staying with us. And we just took care of my mom and we just went through it. We just did it. Mm -hmm. Like you just do it. There's a problem. You do it. You fix it. You get through it. You go over the mountain, you go. And, um, I, for it a lot, am critical of myself and say that it was, that I wish I could change that about myself, like recognizing the severity of situations. And I wish I could be different about doing that. Um, but uh, I now realize that that trait is actually a really beautiful thing because I don't think my dad ever once even thought about the severity of the situation. I think he just did it. He just adapted. He, like it, it, the, the quirks and the things that changed about your mom, it seems like he just dove in and was like, well, that's just the way she, like, this is my wife. Right. And this, this is like, he didn't even, it was just like, it is the natural thing. Like, this is like, he would, had I not, known because I was with Jeff, you know, that she had ever been sick, it would have been like, I would have never known because he didn't treat her like she was someone that was sick. Right. He just adapted. He just did it. He just did it. He just did it. So I recognize now that's a really, really remarkable and really amazing thing. So um, thank you to once again, to everybody who has been so supportive and so encouraging and, and, and so kind to reach out. Um, a lot of people have said, Hey, is there something that we could do or some way to honor your mom or anything? And I'll, I'll just give me another day or two to think about it. I'm, I would love that so much. Uh, I just haven't had you know, it's just to, a lot. Yeah, there's just right it's, there's just a lot of there's just a lot of stuff in the air. Things, right? What's the phrase? There's I a lot know. of balls in the air. That's balls it. in the air. There's a lot of balls in the air. So <laughs> I was thinking of something so not upsidey that I can't even say on here. I was for some reason I was thinking there's a lot of ships at the sea. In the I was sea. thinking there's a lot of like. Um, so yeah, so, uh, but give me some time to think about that. And, uh, just once again, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks. And appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening to the upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed. So you never miss an episode of the upside. I want to end the show on a lighter note, but I don't know if this is like a kind of funny, ironic story or like actually kind of tragic. Oh, uh, okay. So start the story. And if it's too tragic, I'll just buzz you and then we'll be done with emotions for today. Okay. So someone sent us a ring 
camera of a person. They got a delivery of our gratitude journals and a target box. And then immediately after that, a porch pirate came and stole the gratitude journals off of their front porch and they ordered like 25. So some criminal gets going to open that box, gets a mile away or whatever, and then digs in. And they're the- going to, they're going to open the box, yep. right? With their keys or whatever. And they're going to open it. And the first thing they're going to see is there is always an upside and it's just going to be a box full of upsidey. You know what is terrible? First of all, that crime, it's, that's just a terrible crime. Like you're, cause the risk, I, we order dog food off of Amazon. So you could come rob our front deodorant. porch and get dog food or deodorant or like. I hope they wind up, they like steal my Lola tampons or something. Or, but, <laughs> and, but then what do you think if you're the criminal who steals that, what do you do with it? Probably, like, honestly, what they will probably do, I'm guessing, is like throw them out on the side of the road or toss them in the trash, which just to me is like, come on. Which is so awful. So rude. If you are listening to this and you are a thief, take it to a shelter or a fire station or something. Just take it somewhere where they can be used. Don't throw it on the side of the road. How about this? Don't thief or steal. (laughs) Don't Don't steal steal things. If you want to buy one or 25 gratitude journals, they are still on sale. and They're shipping out all week. Yeah, they're shipping out all week. So you can go to CallieandJeff.com or just text the word UPSIDE to 555-888 and the gratitude journal uh, link will come right to your phone and then we'll cross our fingers that nobody steals Steals yours. Care of Vitamins is one of our amazing sponsors of the show this week. All right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to takecareof.com. You're going to fill out this questionnaire. It's going to ask you all sorts of things about your lifestyle, your goals, you know, whatever is going on in your life. They're going to ask you that. And then they are going to send you customized packets with all of the vitamins that you need straight to your door. They come in a packet individual for every single day. They come with your name right on it. And they have a good vibey quote, which I love love because it is so, so upsidey. And right now they are giving you a special offer, offer 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter the code upside 50 at checkout. Again, that will give you 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter the code upside 50. No matter who it is, when they go, it's always going to be too soon. Take it from me and what I'm dealing with right now. You are never, ever, ever ready for someone you love to not be available to talk to, to hear stories from, to ask questions to. And that is why I think StoryWorth is a fantastic holiday gift idea. StoryWorth is an online service that sends your loved one, you you pick who it's going to go to, one question, thought-provoking question a week that they answer. And then at the end of a year, they compile all 52 answers into a book. So you could ask grandma what some of her favorite surprises have been in life or what are the, what are the riskiest things she's ever done is. You could ask grandpa about adventures that he had in the military. You could ask your mom about what she did in high school or college. I just found out that my mom was in the running to be prom queen. I had no idea. So if you are intrigued by this idea, go to storyworth.com. And if you decide to purchase, go to storyworth.com slash upside and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash upside for $20 off. 
All right. Normally we would have a bunch of voicemails at the end of the show, but to be totally honest, we have not had time to check our voicemail and and get that prepared for the show for you. So um, we are ending the show here, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you again a million times for your love and support of Jeff and his dad this week. And um, we will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Treat other people how you want to be treated. Don't be bossy and always be respectful to your parents too. Love you. Bye.